Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here with Lance Atkins. Thanks for joining us today, Lance. Thank you, Mike, for having me. Good. Lance is a partner at the Still Meadow Country Club, and Lance stepped in at the last minute to uh, cover for Jeff, who couldn't make it today. And he's also a owner at the Beachmont... Beachmont Racket, Racket and, and Fitness. Racket and Fitness. Yes. Hard, hard time with the name. <laughs> well, thanks for joining We can talk about that in a minute. Sure. Uh, before we get into that, let me... Uh, Tell our listeners uh, what's coming up. Next week, we have a big show. We have Joe Riva from Hildebrandt. He is the new CEO of the company, and that promises to be a fantastic show. Then we have Jeff Selich from Thermal Tech Engineering, a manufacturing company here in town. Then we have Kent Hartman from the Hartman Company and Dick Burdick from Burdick Brothers Transportation. Some things that are coming up. Next week, here at Sandler, we're running a new program in the Business Builder Series about all places, the Still Meadow Country Club. This is going to be Wednesday, June 4th from 11.30 to 2 p.m. It's a uh, lunch and networking program from 11.30 to 12. And the program at 12 to 2 is, is your sales team holding your company back? You've probably never known a company like that, have you, Lance? No. Big smile on his face. (laughs) Uh, We've got a lot of people coming to that. There were a few open places. If you'd like to uh, make a reservation, it costs $25. You can call Brittany at 513-753-9400. She's on extension 106. Uh, During that program, uh, you'll learn how to hold your salespeople accountable, how to identify the top five hidden weaknesses of your sales team, how to properly motivate and supervise your sales team, how to establish a profile for hiring stronger salespeople, and how to develop a no-excuse mentality in your company, something a lot of companies need. Another special program here at Sandler on Wednesday, the 16th of July, is our cold call camp. Uh, That's how to get by the gatekeeper, build three scripts that are dynamite to work with your uh, contact, five ways to break out of uh, voicemail jail and get 70% of your calls returned, in the last two hours, we do a workshop where we actually make calls using the techniques that we developed earlier in the day, and then we record the calls and debrief them. Lance, in your world, has stress ever hurt you or anybody you know in business? Certainly. Certainly. I know there are many times where I'm working on something that is important to me, and I'm putting focus and energy into that, and somebody comes up, and they have something that's important to them, and it's not always on the top of my list, and you just have to do your best to put the hat on and answer them courteously and respectfully, and it doesn't always come out that way, but you do your best most of the time. We do pretty well. And what we've noticed is that in the moment of stress, 
people are more likely to say the wrong thing than when they're not feeling stressed out or do the wrong thing. So one of our clients, Frank Wood, created a program called Thriving with Stress about two years ago. And this is the first time we're going to be offering it publicly here in the Cincinnati marketplace. It's going to run Thursday afternoons, July before Thursday afternoon, starting uh, July 17th. It's going to run from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. through lunchtime. And if you're interested in that program, you can, uh, again, contact Brittany at 513-753-9400 or talk to me, and we'll give you all the details on that. Next Sandler program. This is one that we're going to do in Columbus. We have a new leadership book called Transforming Leaders the Sandler Way. I'm bringing the author of the book, Dave Arch, to our training center up in Columbus, and he's going to do two three-hour sessions on the book. The sessions are identical. The morning session was designed so it's easy for Columbus-based people, and the afternoon session starting at 1 p.m. is easy to get to for Cincinnati-based people. It's $500 a head, which is creditable towards uh, any other Sandler training in the, in the next 30 days. Let's see. I think that's, a, that's enough about what's coming up in Sandler. We've got a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. Lance, why don't you uh, tell our listeners how you got there? I am here, as we, we said, to talk about our, in, our involvement in Still Meadow Country Club. But um, I grew up in this area. My father um, bought into or bought a uh, health club, big health club here in the area, in 1976. At the time, it was Beachmont Racket Club, and we mm-hmm. kind of joked about the title there. But back then, we were a racket club that had a couple weight machines. Today, mm-hmm. we're a health and fitness club that happens to have a couple tennis courts. Okay. We've grown very large, and uh, our involvement in Still Meadow, we're with several other great partners, passionate about golf and the country club itself, but it was bankrupt. Uh, it was bank-owned, and there was an opportunity for us to come in and get it at a good price, and we thought it was a... So you were saying... So basically, it was a, a great opportunity to purchase this club by some people that, that love golf and were passionate about what they could do. And we thought it was a great tr- great fit for us personally at Beachmont Racket and Fitness because we deal with active families. We're busy in the winter when the weather's bad, when the weather turns nice. What do, wanna, what do people want to do? They want to go out and swim at a country club or they want to go out and play golf. Um, active people... So I'm here representing our management team out at Still Meadow. I'm proud to be doing that. Good. And how long? How many years have you been working over at uh, Beachmont Racket? I've been at Beachmont Racket, boy. I, <laughs> it's a loaded question. When I was uh, back in 1976, I was 10 years old, and probably, you know, I was cleaning a toilet here or there, wiping off tables, doing whatever my dad told me to do. Mm-hmm. Today I do a lot of the same stuff, Mike. I just basically make a little bit more money doing it. But uh, I went away. I moved away for 20 years doing odds and ends. But I, I've been back for the last eight years, back in town. Okay. Uh, and your involvement with the Still Meadow Country Club started when? We are in our third year. Okay. We started uh, December 2010. Mm-hmm. Now, at that point... The country club had a different name, wasn't it called Royal Oak? That is correct, and that's a. Uh, it was originally called Still Meadow. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you why they decided to change it to Royal Oak. 
Um, but the last few years, as I mentioned, it, it was uh, bank-owned. It had gone downhill a little bit, and uh, we thought it was best to rebrand it and try and give it a new feel and a new name and a new logo and everything associated with that. And we've really turned the place around. It's in fantastic condition, and we're very proud to be hosting the Cincinnati Met Tournament, which is the city amateur championship for everybody throughout the city, and uh, we'll be hosting that in June. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a full 18-hole course. Yes. And you guys took it over a few years ago. Right. How much money have you invested in renovating and, and bringing it up to snuff? Well, uh, basically, we we built into our initial investments a, a, a cushion, Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, I don't want to get specific, but we've s- invested a significant amount. We don't have a lot of debt on the, we really have no debt on the building or on the facilities. Um, but when we all anted up as to our share of the ownership, mm-hmm. we build about a 40% cushion in there to allow for investments in new carts. The, the grounds are turned around significantly. Um, we've, we've done some um, maintenance and repairs on the swimming pool for the summer. Um, we That hasn't been recently. That was the first year. But mm-hmm. the first year, we had a fair amount of initial outlay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what size is the is the golf course? Do you know? What size? What yardage? Yeah, what? I don't know the yardage. I, it's less than 7,000, but it's a... Uh, it's a great test of golf. The greens are as good as any in the Cincinnati area. Um, I saw some guys today that that were playing it for the first time, and I laughed. And first question was, "Have you four putted any greens?" Um, which, if you're not a golfer, your goal is to one putt or mm-hmm. no putts or two putts. Right. Um, so oh, the, the golfers love a tough challenge. It is a tough challenge. So the greens are pretty big. The greens are big, and uh, we have members that have been there 20, 25 years through Royal Oak and then back into Still Meadow. The, the club celebrated its 50th anniversary last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year, I remember members saying, I have been here forever, and this club's in the best condition I've ever seen it in. Okay. So it's as a private club, uh, it's got an ownership. The members actually don't own the club. Correct. Okay, because sometimes it goes the other way. Correct. Where the right. members own the country club. Right. Right, and then it's a different business model. When the members own it and they want to make improvements, there's a board that votes on it, and then they send out a bill to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In our condition, we're taking the risk. We're we're re- reaping the benefits. Um, if if we have a great year, if we have a bad year, where the the loss comes out of our own pocket, mm-hmm. um, and there really aren't any assessments. Okay, so that's membership. That's that's a good safety margin for people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you uh, uh, tell our listeners uh, just a little bit more about uh, the member, the club over at uh, Beachmont, the te- racket and tennis health club. Beachmont is a huge facility. Um, we we started as tennis again in 1976, and in this industry, the fact that we've been around for so long is pretty amazing. But if you picture 1976, that was the heyday of tennis with Jimmy Connors and Bjorn Borg and John McEnroe, and it was a it, the whole country was passionate about ten, tennis. Well, today we've evolved a lot, and as I said, and we have 
three aerobics rooms. We have a movie room where we have cardio equipment. And as you're running on a treadmill, you watch movies. How many tennis courts? We have eight tennis courts. Okay, it's a lot more than two. Five racquetball courts. Um, we have a people laugh. We have a beer tap from uh, the old days in tennis and racquetball when people afterwards would have have a beer. But the people that are coming for the health club portion laugh. Oh, you got beer in here, and we say, oh, that's just part of our history. That's a Cincinnati thing, I think. Okay, it's almost like a full bar, isn't it? Right, right. And yeah. we have a swimming pool. We have a full-length basketball court, a running track, a huge amount of weights, just a huge club. Mm-hmm. Roughly how many square feet is it? Or is it? Oh, I'm not sure I know. I want to say 50,000 square feet. But it's measured differently because it's like, it, it was built in how many stages? Oh, that's a great question. Many. And if you look at it, if if somebody had a half hour, I'd walk around and show them all the history because, again, as a young kid, I can remember much of it and was, was there lugging walls and debris around. I mean, my dad was always a roll-up-your-sleeves kind of guy, and that's the way we are. Um, but we'll, I mean, the history of adding on, tearing down, modifying, changing – in fact, my brother's back there today working on a dirty job. We're remodeling the landscaping, and he's rolling his eyes that I'm sitting here in the air conditioning on the radio with you. <laughs> okay. We have to take a commercial break here. We're going to listen to uh, Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club, our networking group that I sponsor here in Cincinnati. And I believe the next Tip Club networking is Thursday, June 19th. Jimmy, why don't you uh, take it away? Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Lance Atkins uh, talking about Still Meadow Country Club and Beachmont Racket and Fitness. fitness. I want to call it a health club. Uh, Lance, uh, if someone wants information about Still Meadow, uh, how do they get a hold of Jeff uh, after after the show? It's a great question. Um, And then tell them how to get a hold of you at Beachmont. 
the, the web is always a great way to get a hold of us. Still Meadow Country Club is, is just to clarify, it's S-T-I-L-L, not Steel Meadow is how sometimes people pronounce it, but it's one word, stillmeadowcountryclub.com is our website. Stillmeadowcountryclub.com. We'll have information on the club itself, pricing. There's a two-minute video, um, all kinds of things, and the phone number is 513-752-6500. At Beachmont Racket and Fitness, Beachmont is with two E's. I tell people every time I order something on the phone is B-E-E-C-H-M-O-N-T, and our website is beachmontfitness.com, beachmontfitness.com. Good. Uh, Lance, why do people join a private golf club? That is a great question. Um, basically, the reasons I love a private golf club, and I was a member of a private golf club before joining or joining this partnership group. The the, the greatest thing is the pace of play, Mike, and the, and the camaraderie. But the pace of play, I mean, there are some great golf courses in our area. I could name them if you want, and we're we're not here to you know knock any of them. I've played many of them. I will continue to play many of them. I love golf. But if you go out there on a Saturday afternoon, I hope your wife's not planning on you coming home anytime soon because it's uh, it can be quite a while. Are you talking about the public courses? Correct. What well, happens? I just think they get so much, so many different people, people that maybe don't know the course. Um, some guys, you know, are out there and they're not in any hurry or they're just not very good or whatever. The guys that join the club know how to play a little bit. For the most part, they know the course because they've played it several times, and uh, the the club just kind of expects it. So what might be a five, five-and-a-half-hour round can be a, about a four-hour round, four hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when you go out there on a weeknight, you may have the whole place to yourself. It's fantastic. Really? Um, Even on other, a Friday night like tonight? Uh, tonight we have our couples league, but they only use nine holes, so it's great for couples. You meet other people and you play with a different couple every week, and then afterwards they have drinks and dinner, but nine holes are open. So if they're on the back nine tonight, you can tee off on the front. What's the par for the course? 70, that's a great question. I should know that off the top of my head. I believe it's 71. Mm-hmm. And the best that you personally have ever done? Oh, you said I you're a golfer. I would say an 85. An 85. You know, Mike, I can go out there and par any hole any day, but I can also get an 8 on any hole any day. <laughs> and I, it usually happens. I, I don't play golf much anymore. <laughs> uh, and uh, when I did play, it was a great round when I got down to 90. Yeah, yeah. Let me add two other things, if you don't mind, sure, about going in a private club. that the, the other big thing, I mean, there's a lot to be sa- said for the familiarity of going in and, hey, Mike, hey, Brandon, hey, Mary, you know, and knowing all the people there. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the staff. If I'm taking a client out to lunch and I say, let me take you over to my country club, it's a great experience to take a, an important client and sit down and the waitress comes over and she knows you because you're there and she says, hello, Mr. Roth, how are you and who's your guest and how can I help you out? Um, so camaraderie, pace of play, and then lastly, I would say I personally really enjoy every month we have an event, and it's a competitive event, and sometimes you've heard of maybe a member guest tournament or a member member tournament, or we just had our memorial tournament. In a couple weeks, we're having the Firecracker Open, 
and proceeds from that will go to a wounded warrior fund. The, so, the other thing I really enjoy about the club, Mike, are the events that we have where I get to play competitively for prizes. And it's not even just the prizes, it's the bragging rights walking around the club, but there's the member guest where your name might appear on a plaque that sits in that uh, clubhouse forever that I won the 2014 member guest tournament or member member or the firecracker open, all kinds of fun events like that. What does a firecracker open mean? Firecracker open just happens to be the event in late June because it's close to the 4th of July. Uh, We had the memorial, that's around Memorial Day. We had the spring scramble to kick off the season. Um, One of my favorites is in the fall, we have what we call the turkey shoot or the greenskeeper's revenge, where the the greenskeepers get to come out and they get to trick up the course as much as they want to try and mess with the members a little bit. For example, you may come up to a routine hole that you've played many, many times, and there's three flags sitting there on the green, and you don't know which one is the actual hole. Or they've piled a bunch of debris that you have to hit over. Um, but that's the kind of fun stuff in a private club that I think you, you don't always experience when you're out on a, on a public course. Mm-hmm. Do you have special programs for people who don't play golf well or frequently? We certainly have instruction. Um, we have a social membership at the club. We have many members that don't play golf. They are oh. social members of the club. And by social, that means they can take advantage of using the clubhouse, again, to entertain clients, um, to have meetings there, just coming in for dinner on a regular basis or drinks. Um, those members can play the golf course twice a month for an, for the daily guest fee they pay. Mm-hmm. So twice a month they can play. Uh, even though they're just social members, and they could certainly go get an, a uh, lesson or two or five or ten from our golf pros if they wanted to. So do you have more than one full-time golf pro? We have uh, we have one PGA professional. Mm-hmm. So if a prospective member wanted to get brushed up on golf before he played with other people at the course, he could take Absolutely. lessons from your, Absolutely. your pro? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Eric loves to go out and play with members as well. I mean, he'll go out and play with you just because he loves to play golf. And then along the way, you'll get a few extra pointers. Now, he might somehow figure out a way to get in your pocket in some game that he'll stack in his favor. But uh, that's a fun thing as well. But I'm I'm joking. But um, How long has he been, Eric been with the club? Eric has been with us from the beginning, three and a half years now. Okay, so it's, he came with you guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you ever have tournaments for people who play poorly? What we do is we use the USGA handicap system. Well, some of us uh, who are either here or listening might not know what that system is. Well, I'm. It is a formula that I'm not sure I could explain to you, but it tends in general up, terms. In general terms, it is a um, equalizer, so that a person that is not great might get an extra. Sometimes it's two strokes a hole, but usually it's a stroke a hole on certain holes. So let me give you an example. Let's say I have, and, I have an average of 110 per 18 holes. Well, I couldn't tell you exactly, but you you might be like a 20 handicap. Mm-hmm. And people hear the term handicap thrown around, so it's a good question because a lot of people have no idea what that means. It's not always a positive word, handicap. Well, correct. But in golf, it, it is what it is, and it's not really a positive or a negative. But let me give you an example. If you are a four handicap, that means you're pretty good. That means you're usually about four over par. And if I am a 12 handicap, 
then 12 minus 4 means I'm 8 strokes worse than you. Mm-hmm. So 12 minus 4, so you give me 8 strokes, and that means on the 8 hardest holes, if if you got a 4 and I got a 5, I get a stroke off. So that my 4 equals your 4, and we just tied on those holes. Oh, okay. So that is how they use the handicap system to basically let somebody who shoots 110, like you said, um, play equally with somebody that might shoot even par. Okay. That seems like a, like a good system. Well, it's as good as they – it does a pretty good job. Somebody who's a, who shoots even par, it's, it's tough sometimes, but – that the person, all the person that shoots a, that averages 110 has to do is one day they shoot 104, and those seven strokes made a, those six strokes made a huge difference. Right, so a bad day. <laughs> well, it's a higher score, but because it was better than their average, they they usually will win something in the tournament that day. Mm-hmm. Do you guys also? Uh, I, you you have carts. Do you rent clubs as well to people who don't own their own clubs? We don't. We just we don't. It doesn't come up that often. Most people that come out to our club, you know, have their own clubs. Okay. We can find you some clubs, but we don't have a bunch of rentals sitting there because as a private club, people are coming there. They're golfers. Hmm. Okay. I understand. Uh, we're going to take a. Uh commercial break here. If you have any questions for Lance, he's uh, willing to answer the questions. As always, the call-in number is 646-595-4916. Let's listen to a couple of Sandler commercials. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house, Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are you hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is a message for professional salespeople. It's an unusual message. I'm going to tell you that our product is expensive and difficult. 
It takes effort to use, and it's not for everyone. We provide difficult but effective sales training. It's the kind of training familiar to champion athletes. It builds winners in the world of business. We don't promise quick fixes or color brochures, only hard work that will teach you how to sell effectively even when your price is higher. If you're tired of hearing, I want to think it over. If you're finally ready to invest in yourself and your sales career and learn how to close more business faster, call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523, and we'll invite you to our next Lunch and Learn Sales Discovery Workshop, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth and uh, Lance Atkins uh, back again. Uh, again, if you have a question for Lance, you can call in on 646-595-4916, and we'll be able to uh, screen the calls during the next commercial break. Uh, so, Lance, uh, do you guys have any salespeople at the uh, Beachmont uh, Racket Club? You're, t- you're talking to them, Mike. Okay. And Every, we really feel like in both clubs, and I know this is going to sound kind of corny, but mm-hmm. in, everybody's a salesperson to some extent. Um, in both businesses, uh, again, there's a lot of roll up your sleeves and uh, – you know, we don't have somebody whose primary focus is, is solely sales or even really has sales in their title. But, you know, everybody's in, involved in um, making the experience positive, and we feel like our biggest growth comes from word of mouth, so treating all the existing members well so that they're, um, you know, spreading the word and bringing their friends and encouraging their guests to join, and we grow from there. Uh, what do you think the opportunities and possibilities are for each of the two clubs? Well, that's a great question. Beachmont's been around for so long, the health club. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always opportunities someday to maybe change the structure. Um, I, I would certainly, you know, we've tried to investigate um, ways that we could include. Uh, let me give you an example. We We often... Anybody that signs up at a health club has fitness goals in mind, and I feel a little bit that the average club is, it's kind of like somebody comes and they want chocolate chip cookies, and I say, well, here's the sugar, here's the flour, here's the chocolate chips, and here's a baking pan, but I don't have an oven for you, and the oven is the dieting or the motivation, and so we've tried to figure out ways to, you know, take care of as much as we can but certainly once somebody leaves the club they're in charge of their own calorie intake and their own discipline and their their own discipline as far as coming back and continuing to work out on a regular basis and how hard they push themselves um so you you know there's opportunities to possibly change or or expand our offerings in that department as far as the uh, country club goes we feel that's still in an infancy stage and there's a lot of potential for a lot more members and we you know are doing everything we can to fix the product and make it as um, as strong as it is possible so that the word gets out there and we'll have people knocking on our doors as far as joining the country club. Mm-hmm. Is there room out at the country club to put in tennis courts? Or do you already have tennis courts there? We do not have tennis courts at the country club. And uh, as the owner of a tennis club, I 
we'd love to expand that. Again, there's a partnership between the two clubs where members that are members of both uh, get discounts at both. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, people there are focused on golf or swimming or being social. We have a great social group. If you're a social member, we have great parties like St. Patrick's Day and New Year's Eve and um, Derby Day. We just had a huge party. It's one of our biggest parties of the year. So um, a lot of people just love being part of a club and all the familiar faces they see when they walk in the room. Mm -hmm. Is the club uh, at Still Meadow open 12 months a year or is it one of those 11-month country clubs? It is open... uh, we take about three weeks in January for maintenance. Okay. So it's more than 11, but it's uh, not every day, 12 months a year. But the three months, I mean, we're doing touch-up painting and we're... Um, so if there was a nice day in February, or I could get out there and play golf. A couple. I... We have guys that will play in unbelievable condi- conditions. Um, if the course is open, they'll try and play. We sometimes will close the course after a ton of rain because they could damage the course and we've worked so hard to bring it back to such a to to be in great condition and there's days when it's scorching hot so we ask that they leave carts on the cart path but these guys there's the diehards will play in all kinds of weather And, and many of them many of them see it as much as exercise as they do come into the health club golf Absolutely. I mean, uh, a lot that, of those guys will walk or they're just older okay. guys and okay. it's it's their daily routine. Okay, if they if you say leave the cart out and walk the course, I could see that as exercise because that's a lot of yards. Well, I will tell you both my clubs have um very social aspects to them. At Beachmont, there certainly are people that come in with their headphones in their ear, they walk back, they exercise very hard for maybe an hour, hour and a half, and then they head out with their headphones on, and they may not have said hello, but they're the exception. Most of them love, they, they, they're coming in there, and they're there for an hour and a half, two hours, but they're exercising about an hour of it because they're visiting with friends um, in both areas. They'll sit down, and they'll have a, a, some coffee or a beer with friends, and it's, there's a very social aspect to them, and we, we love that. Is there an intentional social aspect to the Beachmont facility that make, sets you aside from uh, other pure workout health clubs? We feel that we are we are trying to get everybody integrated in the club. So more than just walking in and walking out, we want them to see familiar faces. That is our goal. It doesn't always happen, mm-hmm. but that is our goal. And, and the, the reason being, just from a business standpoint, is that if they don't feel a part of the club, they're not going to have any problem just canceling their membership. Um, if they feel like they're going to miss out on seeing Mike or seeing Betty or seeing whoever, and they that's just one more added value that keeps them coming in our door every day. I'll go to a cocktail party, Mike, and somebody will joke and say, oh, I'm one of those members that pays you every month, but I haven't been there in, in forever. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we want. I mean, we really want people involved and loving it and coming all the time because they're the ones that are going to keep paying us. Do you have special social events at the Beachmont Racquet Club? Not as many as we should, but we have a few. You're going to laugh, but one thing we do that's a huge hit is a dodgeball tournament. Just like back when you were in school, um, so, you know, they come in some outrageous outfits and um, people line the track up and a few of them are 
drinking beer and just there to watch the show and it gets intense but it is a it's a great time and we'll have um couples tennis nights on friday nights where it's twenty dollars to enter all the tennis you can play free drinks free beer wine uh all you're required is your twenty dollars and you have to bring a uh appetizer and then everyone kind of pitches in and leaves full and happy and it's a great time Oh, how many times a year do you do something like we that? We do that in the summer. We'll take we'll take time off because uh, a lot of people play outside at their their club mm-hmm. at a summer club. But for the most part, in the winter, we'll do it. Um, I would say the nine months from Labor Day to Memorial Day, we'll do it six times. Okay, so that's a good social aspect to a club. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, let me ask you one more question before we take. Uh, our last commercial break, and after this question, again, we can screen calls. The number is 646-595-4916. You said you wanted to set the Beachmont Club apart. Uh, Do you have a a special set of uh, trainers or training routine, regimens, classroom work for uh, clients at the Beachmont Club to help them get in shape and stay in shape? We have all kinds of options, Mike. We have lots of great free classes that are included in your membership. And if you are disciplined, if somebody's disciplined, we, we they can do everything on their own, absolutely, and that is the way most people do it. However, um, the people that work with our personal trainers will see a difference. If you watch one of these shows, The Biggest Loser or something like that, mm-hmm. every episode, eight to ten times an episode, a person says, oh, that's it. There's no way I am not doing any more. And guess what? Here comes the, here comes the trainer. And one time they're yelling at him, and one time they're sympathetic, and one time they're encouraging them. But however they do it, they're getting them. Instead of doing one more, they get them to do ten more. And the person's overcoming obstacles. And in the end, what happens with a personal trainer is you end up pushing yourself more than you would otherwise. So, Mike, if somebody said to you. Mike, I'm going to give you $100,000 if by Labor Day you can lose 15 pounds. I would go out and buy and hire a trainer because that's going to give you a much higher chance of losing that 15 pounds and winning $100,000. Mm. You know what I would do? What? I would hire only the best trainer, the most experienced trainer who could show me a track record of 10 or 15 people who lost at least 15 pounds in 8 or 10 weeks. I think... I think our trainers could give you references. I think you'd be very pleased. How many trainers do you have at Beachmont? We have six trainers, mm-hmm. and uh, really all of our trainers are happy to say, hey, Mike, the first one's on me. Why don't you come work out for free, and uh, I'm going to kick your butt, if you don't mind my saying. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, why don't you come at work out for free, and uh, from there... It, you know, if you decide it's worth it, you can you you pay me. We'll we'll enter into a relationship. You know, that's it's funny you mention that because I'm a member at a different club, and as part of the membership at that club, uh, you get a physical assessment and one training session with a trainer. And I worked out with a guy who uh, did a great job of working me out. He gave me a routine to follow, and I figured I'd follow it for about a month and then take another personal coaching lesson because I'm a believer in long-term positive reinforcement training, getting better, moving to the next level. And uh, 
with some degree of difficulty, by the end of the second month, I was able to schedule a second session with the guy. Uh, for the next six months, I tried to schedule a session with the guy. I could never get his schedule and my schedule to work together. Well, I don't think you'll have that problem with us. And, and interestingly enough, in in the routine at that health club, trainer number one that I had, who shall remain nameless, never turned me as a client over to any of the other trainers to work with who were equally skilled as he was. And I wanted to stick with the same trainer because he knew my physical strengths and limitations. And never happened. That, that, that I think, is kind of a failing of some of the other health clubs. I totally agree, and I'm not going to say it never happens to us, but it is our goal for that not to happen. And as far as the, as far as the orientation, we have a very similar program. We never want it to be like somebody just signed up and we say, well, Mike, hey, thanks for signing up. There's the weight room, <laughs> and that's it. We want to help you. Now, some people are, are like, hey, I work out all the time. Just tell me where the weight room is, but most of them it's in our best interest to hold your hand a little bit and make sure that you know what you're doing so that you're meeting your goals and you keep coming back again and again and again and again. Good. We're going to take a short commercial break here. We're going to listen to San LaRule number 19. Hi, I'm George Donovan with Sandler Training. I'm here to talk to you about rule number 19, never help the prospect end the interview. We've all been on sales calls where it's been uncomfortable and the prospect's acting uninterested or maybe even a little bit hostile. Your inclination is to close your portfolio, get up and walk out, but don't. This rule calls for you to hang in there. Ask the question that gets the issue on the table. Chances are it's not you. Maybe it's your company's past performance that's the problem, or perhaps another company that sells similar products or services. Or maybe it's another salesperson that has nothing to do with you or your company, but you'll never know unless you ask. So it sounds something like this. Let's suppose your prospect's name was Bill. You'd say, Bill, you seem a little bit skeptical. Is there something that I've said or done that's made you feel this way? And if it is, could we talk about it? Or maybe you say, Bill, I sense that there's a problem. Would it be okay if we talked about that for a minute? So the important part is that you ask. It takes the pressure off of you, and it helps the prospect work through the issue so you can get by it and get back to the interview. So the next time you're in an uncomfortable sales call, don't bail. Hang in there and remember rule number 19. Never help the prospect end the interview. This is Mike Roth. I'm here with Lance Atkins from uh, Steel Metal Country Club and Beachmont Racket and Fitness. Lance, you've been running the uh, Beachmont facility for how many years? Eight years. Eight years, and you've, you've got uh, with a team. With a team, okay. Uh, several owners, but Se- yes, several owners. You're the I guy. Want, I just want to give them credit. Okay, but if I walk in there at uh, two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, I'm going to find Lance there. If I'm not at Still Meadow Country Club, okay. but you're going to find myself or my brother, it's a family business. So maybe you can, from your 
leadership experience. Can you give our leaders a leadership tip uh, that you believe works that you use? I have found, Mike, that with rare exception, most employees want to feel like their job makes a difference. So I, I just I just try and show my team what I care about and, and try and emphasize that what we're doing makes a difference, that, that our place is a place of recreation, that people go to get away from everyday life. And, you know, just am constantly reminding them that to us it may seem mundane, some of these questions we've had many, many times, but to answer them with a smile and with a good attitude and as if it's the first time you've been asked and that it's a good question uh, goes a long way. So in the end, my my advice would be show your employees how much you care and, and really empower them to think like an owner and pretend, hey, if, if you have a question about what to do and we're not around, ask yourself, if Lance was here, what would he tell me to do? Nine times out of ten, you'll know the answer and just go ahead and handle it that way, and you'll be fine. Okay, so you give your uh, employees discretionary power Correct. to solve problems on the spot. Correct, and just uh, just try and get them passionate about what we're doing here. Good, good. Uh, another question I'd like to ask is we have a, a theory of operation here at Rothens Associates Sandler Training that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. And if you want to solve a complex problem, you usually have to use an equally complex solution to get it solved. Perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you encountered in one of your businesses uh, and the equally complex solution that you uh, used to solve the problem that might be transferable to another business, an accounting company or an engineering company or a manufacturing company. Well, Mike... Uh in my business, in both businesses, it's a service business. Um, but let's just start with Silver, with Still Meadow Country Club. This can happen at either place, but at Still Meadow Country Club, um, there's a constant question of how nice can you make it for X amount of dollars. In other words, if I charged each member $2,000 a month, I could make the place uh, in line I don't know about this, but in line with Augusta National Golf Club or something like that. So you you just have to balance out how nice and how much quality can you have there while still staying in business and not losing money. Um, So what you do is you just prioritize and you you have to pick, you know, are we going to invest in getting the golf course up to to speed? Are we going to invest in marketing? Um, We can't market. Uh, how awesome it is and before we invest in the course and bring the course back up because several years ago it was not in great shape mm-hmm. and and that's how we've gone about doing it we've just kind of met on a regular basis we've set our priorities we're going to do the golf course first we're going to get food and beverage up to speed for our social members um, we're going to invest when the time comes in the summer to get the pool up and running um, so it's just constantly reevaluating your priorities what can we push off till now what can we what what is hot and needs to be invested in right now can you and give us uh, listen as an example of one of the improvements that you made on the uh, golf course that was a priority i would say the investment in this is boring stuff and it may be obvious to golfers but i mean overall investment in equipment and chemicals Chemicals are a huge investment for a golf course. Uh, 
Um, but but investing in new equipment and chemicals, and we bought a small backhoe, for example, that we have used several times to dig trenches. That that now there's there's much better drainage on about four holes where you couldn't even drive a golf cart out there after a bad rain because it it was just a swamp and the golf carts would get get uh, stuck or they would they would create big furrows with their tires and it would destroy everything. On about four or five holes, we'd made we've made major improvements to our drainage that the average eye wouldn't notice, mm-hmm. but it gives the overall impression of the course a much better look and feel as you go out there on a beautiful day like today. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done things like pre- plant extra trees? We planted a few extra trees. We've actually trimmed back many areas. So, so whereas grass had overgrown and the course had kind of become pinched, and that was a little bit out of budgeting. And hey, the more I let it look overgrown and go with that overgrown look, that's something I don't have to maintain or fertilize. I just let it grow wild. Well, we've trimmed that back and chosen to make it look more aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. But that's more chemical. That's more mowing. That takes time away from other projects. And that's all in an attempt to make the course look better. And as I said, members that have been here many, many years um, say it's it's the best the course has ever looked. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, so right now you've got the uh, the food service improved it's at Still Meadow. The course is improved. What are you doing to attract new members to the club? Our biggest thing is we're we're pushing the existing members to bring guests, and we'll have guest day. Bring a member for bring a member for a day through Beachmont Racket. We have a partnership where Beachmont Racket members, and, and we have a larger number of members at Beachmont Racket and Fitness than we do at Still Meadow. Um, but we'll encourage them. In fact, just to, tomorrow we're having a Beachmont Racket and Fitness golf outing where we have a bunch of foursomes going out there and competing. So it's just exposure, 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 getting them to fall in love with the course and thinking, boy, it's nice out here. I can see myself hanging out in the lounge watching the Masters or the NCAA tournament and having a couple drinks, um, just making it a fun, cool place to be and uh, word will get out. Mm-hmm. So at Beachmont, do you have a uh, golf-simulated driving range for Still Meadow? We we don't, but uh, that has been kicked around. Okay. Uh, is, are you doing anything else uh, right now in terms of marketing outside of the so-called family of the two clubs? We've done a little radio advertising in the last little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we We promote through different groups. Um, such as, you, you know, we'll go out and we'll, 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 when your tip club comes in, that's exposure to us. We've promoted through the Chamber of Commerce by going to different events. Mm-hmm. So um, we're doing everything we can to shake hands and get people to know who we are. It, just the name change you, you mentioned at the beginning, Mike, is, is interesting because a lot of people still to this day, it, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard will say, I've never heard of Still Meadow Country Club. We say, well, it's the old Royal Oak Country Club. And they, oh, oh, I, I've i been there 20 times, but I didn't know they'd changed the name. So we're doing everything we can to rebrand it. Yeah. Have you done any uh, market research uh, to say the way that, that you talk about Still Meadow today? And, and 
as the, the old Royal Oak, is that better than saying this is the new Still Meadow? We have not done any market research on that. But that's that's the whole point of the name change is to say it's it's not the same old place. Mm-hmm. But so it really is the new Still Meadow. Oh, no question. Again, I, um, I'm biased. I, I wish I had five people here to tell you how much it's changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did visit it when it was Royal Oak. Well, I, I would, if you know anybody, I would just encourage you to ask them again because I'm biased. Mm-hmm. And and there there's a video again on our website, stillmeadowcountryclub.com. On the very top, you can click on that video, and uh, in in about five minutes, you'll see a little bit um, of information that just is uh, fantastic. On te- testimonials is what the word I'm looking for. Testimonials. Yeah. Do you have a uh a kind of a uh, an aerial, almost drone drive through the, the course. So we, we don't, but we have some great aerial shots. Do you? Um, we do. In there? Yeah. I think that's uh, it would be encouraging. Yeah. That, if there's any question, come out and see us. There's nothing. Aerial shots are great. There's nothing like walking the course or playing the, right. playing the course. Walking the course is good. Uh, but I was talking to, here on the show, Ellie Reiser with Comey and Shepard a couple of weeks ago. And she said their newest innovation, which seems to be working out really well, is they have a drone that they fly over your house to get the the physical feel of it. I've seen it with golf courses. I've seen the exact thing you're talking about. I know what you're referring to, and it's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. So uh, we don't have much time left here, but maybe you could describe the demographics of a golf club member or a Beachmont member. Let me tell you about a recent family that signed up. Okay. Um, Which club? This is Still Meadow. Still Meadow. And this is our perfect situation. So, so first of all, they were a member of Beachmont Racket and Fitness, and because of the um, because of the dual partnership, they went over and they checked it out. So it's a young lawyer. I would guess he's about forty-two years old, and his wife, and they have, I believe, three kids. So they joined as a family. He loves to go out there and play golf with his buddies, but every Wednesday night, he goes out there with the kids. Mom doesn't always come. He kind of takes them out. She gets some relaxation time. He bonds with the kids. At a private country club, Mike, they may, they don't want to play nine holes or 18 holes. They can play three holes. Mm. They can putt around on the putting green. Then afterwards, they either go home or mom comes up and meets them for dinner, and they all go inside and they have dinner. And dad's bonding with the kids. Mom's getting some recharge time. Or mom and dad can go golf together. And in the summer, mom may be out the cool with, or the cool, the pool with the kids. And so he plays nine holes, swings by, waves to them, talks to them, goes out and plays nine more. And mom's happy because she's lounging at the club with the kids and her friends. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect scenario for us. Family bonding, recreation, sun, fun. Uh, other water hazards on the golf course? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've been in all of them. <laughs> well, you look like you don't have any alligators there. Uh, no. Do you, do you spray down the course for bugs and mosquitoes? Uh, you don't like do a um, like an airplane flyby or anything, mm-hmm. but you're just doing your usual chemicals for the for the grass itself. Okay. And, and I I I'm guessing there's a little bit of insecticide in some of those, but most of it's just fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what motivates you, Lance, to make tough business decisions? Well, 
when I started at Beachmont Racket, I came in as a young guy, and my, my dad had built this business and worked there for 30 years. And uh, I, you know, this was my dad, Mike, who who couldn't have programmed the VCR, and this dates me a little bit, mm-hmm. but couldn't have programmed the VCR, you know, if I gave him 10 tries. So there were a lot of parts about my dad that naively. You know, I've learned how wrong I was, but naively I thought, you know, my dad just works his tail off, and he's been a little lucky, and he's pretty smart. But once I come in knowing technology and this and that, and I have some marketing background, I'm going to really be able to make a difference here. Well, it turned out my dad wasn't as dumb as I thought. I, I never thought he was dumb. I don't like saying it like that. But it turned out my dad was pretty smart and really good at his business. And the, the truth is the first few things I tried ended up kind of – I fall fell on my face a little bit. So mm-hmm. what motivates me is I just try and say if you, if you change, you're going to – if you don't change, people are going to pass you by. you got to try and do your best to always be improving. And it, it may not be overnight, but you got to be improving and you got to realize – that you're going to have some failures. And I think those early failures really made me less afraid because, you know, a week or two later everything was fine or we rebounded and you you just get over a lot faster. You're not as afraid of failing as opposed to if you've never failed, the first time or two is going to strike you like a punch to the nose. Mm -hmm. Do you have any new initiatives that you'd like to share with our listeners before we close? Uh, That's a great question. I would say nothing jumps to mind. Okay. Uh, Lance, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show. I'm giving you a copy of the one of our new Sandler books, Lead When You Dance, 14 Success Secrets for Sales Managers and Salespeople. This, this is a book that I compiled. And... Uh, the and I, I did, as you're sitting here, I'm thinking about initiatives, Mike. Okay. So maybe they can edit this or we'll figure that out. But, we'll put it in. We'll put but, but, but here's an initiative at Still Meadow. We have come up with a corporate membership. And a corporate membership is a nice thing where four individuals from the same company can all come in and it ends up being $150 a person. And they all benefit from the so it's six hundred dollars four times one hundred and fifty is six hundred dollars. It could be five, six, seven, eight, but a minimum of four. The first thought is, well, this has to be the CEO, the CFO, and two vice presidents, but that's not true. It could be four mechanics up at the Ford dealership here who really love golf and are going out and playing the public course you know every weekend and they're paying fifty dollars to play at the public course. It's pretty economical for the four of them to come over and join Still Meadow as a corporate membership. So um, we're excited about that. We're, we hope that it works out, and we hope we get some of these CEOs and these CFOs. But we're happy, very happy, to have the, like I say, those mechanics or or just four employees from any company. Uh, is there a price point that you could talk about there for those those guys who join the corporate membership? What does it cost them? per person to do a round of golf? The corporate membership is $600. Right. So if the corporation pays for it, awesome. That's, we love that. So but otherwise, round- otherwise, it would be $150 a person, but it's billed to one address. And then let's say four guys joined, and we'll call them one, two, three, and four. And three and four play a lot, and two just went and got a six-pack, and, and he's out. You know, he'll get his own bill that includes the um, 
six pack. Number one went to the Mother's Day brunch and went to the Derby Day party. He'll get a bill for those incidentals, but otherwise they're all just charged 150. However, it's billed to one corporate entity. Uh, I just want to make sure I understand what you said, and our listeners understand. So they, if they each play a round of golf, the, the total and do nothing else, the bill for the month was 150. It's 150 for membership, mm-hmm. and they can play 30 rounds of golf, or they can play zero rounds of golf. Um, there are cart fees if you if you go out and take a cart, but otherwise, once you're a member, the golf is the golf itself is free. Okay, so that's something that people right, re- and then and then if you paid for dinner or drinks every time with a cash or credit card, you'll have nothing on your bill. Okay, but most members love the aspect with a private club to say, just put that on my tab, just put that on my tab. And again, when they when you walk in, it's hello, Mr. Roth. It's not hi. How you know? Can I help you? It's private. They know your name. They know who you are. It's a, it's a nice feeling. Good. Uh, Inside the book, you'll find the uh, Sandler training calendar for the next few weeks. Pick a class. There's a free training pass, Lance. Be my guest. Come out to uh, to sit in uh, one of our training classes. Well, thank you. Scott, why don't you uh, close out the show? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth.com at rothconsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.